0: film I am bunny Williams and with me is
1: I am the Pope in question my name is Reverend Steve I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood which is an actual thing probably worth a Google and uh, it's episode 253 take two kind of let's uh let's let's do this bunny yes Okay, so last week we were scheduled to have a special episode of the Pope on Film, a a full episode that would have been on my birthday. And when I first decided to do the episode, what, two weeks ago, I reasoned that we would be recording the episode at the end of our first full week of being quarantined by this virus, and that I would need the podcast to write so that I would have something to do during the week and not go insane. Uh, that was the plan, but man, that first week was crazy. We were, It was very difficult for me. We were going to spend the entire week leading up to my birthday going on road trips and filming videos for my YouTube channel and having fun and spending time as a family, and, and it was going to be like my birthday time, and it was all canceled because of goddamn Corona. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh no trips uh and then because uh, Amazon, you know, shut down all deliveries except for, you know, necessary items and whatever. I didn't even get any presents or you you know, no nothing. Yeah. And the the whole isolation of that first week really punched me right in the nards. I mean, I live in a small-ass house. And and there's me, my wife, my five kids in the small-ass house. That's seven people in one damn house. The CDC might break us up. There's so many of us in a small place, you know? Yeah. And plus, 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 another reason why I've been feeling horrible you know, I don't want to admit, but I'll just come out and admit it. I've seen three movies a week for well over a year now, and I'm just supposed to stop? <laughs> it, it becomes an addiction, you know? You know, it, it becomes a routine. And, and, and well over a year, i watch watched two to three movies every, every week, and now I'm just supposed to stay at home and not go to the movies and not sneak in food and not buy Popcorn. That's that's like you you ask it. They they ask you, do you want butter? And then you say yes, and 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 they give you way too much butter. Yeah. But if you say no, I don't want any butter. Then it's horrible. So you need some butter, but oh, I just I miss it. You know, (laughs) I miss that 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 was a big part of my life, and now it's just gone. And now everything's weird and I, I I've had a rough, rough quarantine so far, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I think the hardest thing that I have with all of this is the fact that that actually writing this intro, I came to an epiphany about myself personally and why I'm having such a hard time with the quarantine. It's that everything changed in the blink of an eye just everything was fine or as fine as can be when a drugged up fat rapist racist con artist son of a bitch is your freaking president yeah and then and and then suddenly you blink and we're all the entire nation is on house arrest yeah just just sort of immediately you know and I think the problem that I'm having with all of this, besides having seven people in one ass house, is that the pandemic snuck up on, on me and on us, on a lot of people. We blinked and suddenly we were all locked in indoors. And it happened so fast that it was like, uh, like the robbery I was in. Yeah. Like the hardest part of the robbery wasn't some crazy guy coming to my work. And shoving a loaded gun in my face and saying he was going to kill me if I didn't empty the safe. The the difficult part was that he was hiding in the receiving area and I walked past where he was hiding and didn't see him at all and went to go clock out and that took me about 20 seconds and by the time I turned around there was a strange person with a gun it, it was the it was the, the hiding yeah. and, and the sneaking up on me Part that really gave me PTSD with the robbery, and basically uh, COVID nineteen snuck up on me. Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. And and I know that like that like we knew about it in January, and then in February, and there were cases and all of that. But it's just, and also, uh, uh the coronavirus isn't a person, but still, there's a connection there. And that's one of the reasons why I'm having such a hard time is because I was snuck up on with this. Yes. And now in the blink of an eye, I, I, I find myself teaching my son second grade. <laughs> and that is very difficult. Now I'm his teacher while also, taking, while also taking care of Eleanor and trying not to go insane. And it's all just too much. Yeah, You know, one thing that I quickly learned is that I am not a teacher is what Uh, I learned. And it's very, it's very difficult for me. Anyways, I wrote a bit, I wrote a bit of an intro for our abandoned episode last week, and I'd like to read it as is now, if that's okay with you, Bunny. Sure. Okay. So this is what I wrote. Uh... Hold on, let me get it here. Okay, this is what I wrote for last week. Bunny, today is my birthday. I'm 43, and I was originally going to cancel this episode so that I could celebrate my birthday. Well, I'm not celebrating this year. In fact, no one is celebrating because the pandemic is destroying the nation, killing people, completely changing the day-to-day lives of everyone on the planet. So no birthday for me. So instead of the usual opening, I'm going to, instead of the usual first act of the Pope on film, I thought I would share how this past first week has gone. This past Saturday, I went to the movies. It was very empty. I went to go see The Hunt. And I guess this is also Steve Stubbs of the Week, because my (laughs) showing of The Hunt was the 178th AMC showing since the end of 2018. And as far as I can tell, this will be the last movie I see in theaters for a long time and that's fucking depressing. Yeah. A miss moment. It's a good movie. It's over the top and it's gory and uh, it's in your face. And it's such a bold shot to left field that you have to admire the filmmakers. It's good. In fact, I might love it. Unfortunately, I don't know when I'll be seeing a movie again. Uh, In fact, it's sad how much the coronavirus pandemic has completely changed the entire world of motion pictures because all movie theaters are closed, and now Hollywood is releasing movies in homes instead of in theaters, and... And all of these movies are getting delayed. I don't know when Black Widow is going to come out. I don't know when. Uh, the Fast and the Furious movie didn't just get moved a few months. Uh, the Fast and the Furious movie got moved to next summer. Wow. They, post- they postponed it a full year. And that's surprising. And 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 let me tell you what I'm pissed off about. I'm pissed off about Netflix. Because you know that they're just uh, uh, counting their massive piles of money and laughing right now yes. you know yeah and, and i'm pissed off about that and it's sad because like winter movie theater is going to come back and when they come back it, it, you know i'm already hearing from the amc ceo that they're having a hard time staying in business you know like like a, a lot of other people are cruise ships and and all of this guys guys, guys. Jeez! Stop throwing things! Stop throwing things! We have plants in here. Stop throwing things! You don't want to be a plant murderer. Mom has a green thumb now. <laughs> so, so then, so then, like when this pandemic is gone and movies are back, how, like what are they going to show? How are they gonna? Is, is, Hollywood has been changed hard. Well, Natasha this thing. is
0: this is going to hit the culture and stay in the culture for at least the next two hundred years, is yeah. my prediction. We're gonna have yeah. movie like that's gonna be the thing. It's like movies are going to be set during the pandemic, you know. Yeah, and and yeah. they they're going to be eventually they're gonna be like period pieces, you know. Yeah. So that so that it's, it a, a, and everything will get remade set in the pandemic, you know? Yeah. You can hear yeah. it in pitch meetings like it's Night of the Living Dead but set in the pandemic. It's Titanic
1: but set in the pandemic.
0: You know? Yeah.
1: And then and then uh, you know we've we have so far had two big massive Arguments uh, here in the house with the teens. None. Both of both, not including Bella, uh, the eighteen-year-olds who both want to be spending large portions of the pandemic with their boyfriends and at their boyfriends' houses and and all of that. You know what I? They want
2: to spend time with their boyfriends. They can fuck out because not once has Amber ever fucking thought of me. I'm sorry. You want to go visit your
1: boyfriend? You can fucking move to his house. Okay. I don't want to share a room with you, bitch. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So so a lot of tensions, a lot of tensions there. So yeah, no everything's oh, everything's been everything's been great.
0: Uh, was that
1: just Bella? <clears throat> yeah, that was Bella. It's right. Take that a stand, Bella. Bella. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So. I'm now at home having straight-up movie theater withdrawals. I'm like Lugosi tied to the bed at the rehab clinic in Ed Wood. Yeah. Uh, It's it's, going to the store. It's Remember
0: Me, but set in the pandemic.
1: Yeah, yeah, basically. I haven't been to a store because I have severe chronic asthma and no health insurance, so uh, I, I get covid 19 and it's basically a death sentence so i haven't been to a store i haven't been to a restaurant i haven't been out to get you know i've walked around the block and we've gone driving around the city uh playing pokemon go but yeah that's it i haven't been anywhere i haven't done anything i've just been stuck in the house i'm i'm rapunzeling this
0: Well, see that, and that's the big difference, okay? Because, like, me, even on a good day, I don't really want to go anywhere, and I don't want to see anybody. You know? Yeah. So yeah, uh, 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 the the whole isolation and everything, I'm not really being terribly affected by it.
2: Is it an
1: excuse not to go
0: out? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like great i don't have to go anywhere anymore i'm okay with that yeah
1: yeah it's real difficult for me yeah because i went to the movies and then i'd leave early so i could go to the mall or go to walmart or go to homeland and pick up something and then you know when i was done i would maybe get some fast food somewhere go go someplace and it's just All of that's gone and also my story times you know doing the story times with raising little leaders we were we were doing we were going to do a live story time right before my birthday and they were gonna throw like a birthday party for me there it was gonna be this big deal and that got canceled and that really hurt And, and now now though now though we're working on ironing out the kinks so that we're we still going to do Raising Little Leaders, but live. Uh, and so I have a, I have a, a run through of that on Friday, this Friday, and then we're going to do the actual story time on Saturday. So that's exciting. I don't know how that's going to work, but it, 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 it is astounding that Donald Trump still has followers right now. Oh, good lord. Yeah. The, yeah.
0: Well, you know, I don't know if it's astounding. I mean, if you could stomach putting kids in cages and you're good with that, why yeah. should
1: this be any different? Yeah. And, and, and it, it's, he basically broke America. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's, Shocking, like Trump needs to unplug America and plug it back in again. It's fucking it, it and
0: now he's he's really just like a fire hose being manned by a really skinny guy, you yeah. know where he's just shooting all over the place, contradicting himself guessing, you know, just like guessing at what he should do
1: yeah
2: it's the other way around we need to
1: um... yeah and then this morning he he went on this like tweeting spree about how good the ratings are for his press briefings <laughs> oh. he tweeted this today quote President Trump is a ratings hit since Reviving the daily White House briefing, Mr. Trump and his coronavirus updates have attracted an average audience of 8.5 million on cable news, roughly the viewership of the season finale of The Bachelor. Numbers are continuing to rise like, dude, no one gives a fuck about your fucking ratings. People are fucking dying. The fuck is your problem? Anywho, I was going to write a full episode of the podcast, but Jesus, it's hard to have the drive to do anything when you don't know when you'll be allowed to go shopping or to the movies. So I wrote just this, just one page of sad little rants, and then I couldn't finish it. That's all I wrote until the weight of the world just crippled me last week. Yeah. So, it, on my birthday too. So, I'm sorry, Bunny. I, I, I know you got noisemakers and stuff for last <laughs> week, and that was really sweet, but I was just too depressed to do the show. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. I and I and I just had writer's block, and I just I couldn't do anything. We we had we
0: we even had cake that we were going to eat on your behalf.
1: Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So so we had a little party just, hats. Just, yeah. I'm sorry, I was just physically (laughs) incapable of doing the podcast, and I couldn't write. I just couldn't write a thing. I wasn't sure what to do. Like, what do I do when we get to uh, Steve Stubbs of the Week? That's depressing. What do I do with this? What do I do with Act One? That's usually our monologue where we talk about the news. There is no news. There's just one news. Yes. You know, so... So then, just one day, I mean, this, this, this even this, bumped
0: this. the president presidential election out of the news cycle.
1: Yeah, yeah. So 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 then, like like a like a few days ago, like I had the idea for a new format, and it just made me it. Once I had the idea for this new format, and I scribbled it down on a piece of paper, I'm like, shit, this is great. This is a good idea. This will work. And so I wrote a new format. So act one is smaller. It's mainly just going to be one bit. And that's just talking about the week and talking about Corona and talking about the president, talking about the, the news of, of, of what we're all going through and how it sucks. So a smaller act one act two will be bunny versus and Shap Cause I still want to do chap. Uh, yeah. I've got a great one this week that is related to everything. And then act three will be exactly the same, but probably smaller because I can't, it, it, I'm having a hard time focusing on movies, yeah. When there's death around us, you know, yeah. So, so it, with this new format, I just, I just said, "Oh shit, I can do that!" And I started scribbling. I started writing the podcast, and and Bunny Versus and 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 Shap and and all of that, and and this format just like, "Ooh, this this will work," you know, a, a shorter, streamlined podcast and and I'll still be able to teach Maxwell and and do my videos and and it it just works for me. And so I wrote this week of the podcast and I've already started writing next week.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Next week we're going to start off the show with a nice DIY look on how you can make your own Wilson for when you finally snap. (laughs) You know, I'll be walking you through that step by step because I think the hardest part about the the aftermath of the coronavirus <clears throat> pandemic is everyone going back to work with their Wilsons. Yes. Oh, it's great being it's great being in the office again. Isn't that isn't that right, uh, Fredo? And then you have your like a sock puppet <laughs> on your hand. <laughs> And that's like your new best friend or like a like a blow up doll you had in the garage and now yeah. you talk to it. That's gonna be the hardest part. Of the leaving, post.
0: Leaving leaving the new friends that we've met. Yeah. Like a can of mixed vegetables.
1: You know? Yes. Like a can of mixed vegetables. Yeah. So uh so 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 that's it for the first act of the podcast it's shorter it's more streamlined it, and uh yeah i i i i'm ex- I, i'm excited for the coronavirus edition of the pope on film yes you know i i'm excited let's keep going i, I wrote somewhere online that's like uh it's like a, on on twitter i think I was like, "Hey, we've been using we've been using podcasting as a form of depression therapy way longer than anyone else has. Oh yeah. Yes, we have. A lot of people suddenly doing podcasts, and it's like, uh, we were rambling nonsense while we're depressed before it was cool. That's right. Yeah. So we were first there. It's important to say that's right. any who uh, we still got a, a good show uh, coming up. We need to talk about uh, Dr. Phil. Uh, we need to talk about the tonight show. We need to talk about Ken dolls and we need to talk about the kinks. But before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break?
0: We should take a break.
1: I concur. We will be right back with more of the Popon film after this. Do-do-do-do-do. do 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 And break.
0: Before the throne of the Almighty... Wow. Million dollar head, this we know, we, know we, know we know it doesn't matter. We know it doesn't matter. We know it We know it, know. it, like it like We know We
2: know <Deutsches> Pleasure
0: the inevitable byproduct of our civilization. You will. As long as the only
1: preoccupation
0: will be how to amuse itself. Tragedy of your time. Thank you. We know it doesn't matter. Head, 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 head. Head, head. Head. Nobody wants that on I me. Mean. Not even myself.
1: Million dollar head, this. Davey, don't! It
2: doesn't matter whether we're in the box or not.
1: back with more of the popon film buddy yes are you ready for another exciting installment of bunny versus america's favorite podcast segment are you ready are you pumped are you jazzed are you psyched are you amped are you primed are you ready and raring to go or as raring as you can be under friggin' coronavirus <laughs> house arrest are you psyched
0: i am psyched i am ready i am pumped <laughs>
1: Well then, without any further adieu, it's time once again for Bunny Versus, and now here is your host, Bunny Williams! Take it away, Bunny! Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. this is it now, yeah. yeah, this is it, you know, uh, can we start taking climate change seriously now, Okay. Cause these are the same, the same scientists who've been telling us for decades that a global pandemic was coming. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Are are telling us about climate change. So, you know, maybe we should be thinking a little more forward. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Ah, So this is our world now. This is it.
1: Yeah, this is our existence. It's fucked up.
0: Because you you have to realize that once this is over, this part is over. It's like the flu. There'll be another, there'll, there'll be a COVID 20. Yeah. A 22, a 24, you know? And we'll just keep going from here. Uh, we, we have toilet paper, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, there is still a presidential election going on.
1: Yeah, that's weird. That's fucked up.
0: Where we have one presidential candidate who has... Taken 2 million of his campaign finances and given it to coronavirus relief, uh, who has turned over a good part of his campaign staff to trying to assist with the coronavirus, has held roundtables and live-streamed meetings of what we need to do about the coronavirus. Uh, we basically have one presidential candidate who's done the best he can to step up to the role of president and we have another one who's completely disappeared
1: yeah yeah
0: and we're still being told to vote for the guy who's completely disappeared the guy who yeah. we are now learning had backed a woman up against the wall and finger banged her. This is yeah, this it's is weird
1: how uh, South Park is popular again.
0: <laughs> South Park is popular again. What happened there?
1: Nothing. There was there there was a there was an episode of South Park where the boys join a band called Finger Bang.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Bella just binge-watched all of South Park. Really? Yeah. You know how hard that is? That show's been on the air since the 1840s.
0: Yes. Yes, it has. Yeah. Yes, it has.
1: I kept trying to watch it with her because I needed to be there for context. I needed to be like, Bella, uh, Casa Bonita is a real place, you know? And Mm -hmm. to be there to, like, walk her through things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So now we have a Democratic Party who is like, you know what? On second thought, we don't really have to believe the women. Yeah. You know, we don't have to do that because, you know, it's, it's our guy now. And I have a lot of my Democratic friends on Facebook who are using the exact fucking same talking points that the Republicans were using with Kavanaugh, and it's like, yeah,
1: yeah, the exact same shit.
0: Really, really, and and so and I'm a Bernie supporter, so so I'm the one who's more like a Trump supporter. How how does this work? Where is this coming from? Yeah, <sighs> it's sickening and it's aggravating and, and it really angers me that people are not using the intelligence that they've, that they've been given that again people are going to vote against their own self interest and lose an election to Trump Cause I don't see a yeah. single wing in hell, you know, and, and they're still saying Bernie should drop out of the race. Bernie should drop out of the race. All he needs is 60% of the remaining vote of the remaining vote. There is still a, a yeah. legitimate chance here, especially if people are able to see what he is doing compared to what Biden is doing in this fucking crisis. Yeah. You know, but that's that's not gonna happen because elections do not have anything to do with people anymore.
1: No, absolutely not. you're right.
0: It's money and power, and that's all it is uh. Coronavirus, staying inside. Uh, there are a lot of things that you could do online. There's video conferencing, and we uh, played a game with genie's daughter-in-law last night, and a and a few other people, huh? And sons, yeah. Uh, using a oh. Zoom conferencing. Uh, look up Zoom. Oh, yeah, it comes be... right up now.
1: Yeah, I used Zoom this week. I had a, a conference call. So, yeah, yeah. this is my first time using it. I, I, there's a part of me that feels that um, Zoom started this entire pandemic.
2: You know what my school's using? Huh? A, Adobe something or other. Adobe Creative. Adobe, Adobe, it's an Adobe program now. Yeah. We're not using Zoom.
1: You're not using Zoom like everybody else in the world? I,
2: I mean, my teacher has been using Zoom since the start. But literally, I started with an online class. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he only posts videos. We don't do live. He records a Zoom video and then post the link and we watch it. But uh, the rest of the school, as they transition, is using Adobe. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: So I was like, huh, okay. Interesting. Like literally everybody else is using Zoom. Emerald school is using Zoom. I think Amber. Amber, as they said.
1: Uh, your her school is your classes, are. classes are. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So
2: I mean, it could be a conspiracy. Zoom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's a Zoom spiracy
0: Zoom
2: spiracy.
1: Yeah.
0: Come on and I, Zuma, I, I Zuma, 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 Zuma. zoom, zoom, zoom,
2: zoom. I read a fanfic. The title was "Oh my god, they were Zoom mates."
1: Oh. <laughs> oh my god, they were Zoom mates. <laughs> it, like,
2: oh, it was super cute, but yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I saw a, a editorial cartoon the other day, and and it's uh. Doctors and nurses raising the flag on Iwo Jima yeah. in World War II. And it's like, oh, first responders, firefighters, doctors, nurses. It, it, and, and the caption said some like, the real heroes. And it's like, I, I know that they are heroes, but aren't they always heroes? Can we hero the minimum wage this time?
0: Yeah, right. Uh huh.
1: You know, like, like, oh, first responders are heroes. Since when? Like, they're <laughs> always heroes. Can can can? I would just like to say, like, like, dude, Listen, Can yeah. we also add the people who are making minimum wage right now because they are know also who fucking, real heroes.
2: fucking
1: heroes? Right now? Whoever delivered our- he's yeah, a hero. he's the hero. Oh, the man. hero are the people who are. Uh, Working, receiving, and fucking Walmart. The heroes yeah. are people, you know, flipping burgers at fucking Sonic right now. Those are the goddamn heroes.
2: Yeah. And the real ones are the ones that are delivering that food from the store to the car. Yeah. Like they have to brave actual contact.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's like for once, like, oh, yeah, doctors are heroes. Yeah, they're always heroes. Just for once, let's get these minimum wage motherfuckers and be like, yeah. You know who else are heroes? Fucking cashiers right now.
0: Uh-huh. Or fucking almost yeah. definitely.
1: I
2: mean, and he he works feeding his his main job is to make sure that the elderly in his uh, area gets food, like homebound elderly people are fed, and he's also a manager of tax office. So he is doing a both jobs. Yeah. And uh Bono's dad works at a grocery store, so he's essential, so he has to go to work. And both of these guys are in their 60s, so they're in the high risk range, but they're still essential employees and they yeah. still have to go to work.
1: Yeah, they're still out there. They're still And doing dad's office shit.
2: is the only office in the tax office that has enough social
1: distance. Mm. So
2: either they have all the uh, clients stay in the lobby or they have to use dad's office.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just. I I I want there to be a focus on different sort of heroes is what I yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
0: In indeed, indeed cuz yeah, yeah. Go figure the regular normal people are the one that actually keep this country running. Yeah. Yeah. you know and it's, that's something else to you know along with these people yes who who are heroes but look what happens to the world if we stop working
2: yeah yeah a day without minimum wage that's what we now. yeah yeah
1: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> everything's shit
1: god i should track that movie down a day without a mexican yeah. oh yeah oh that was such a good movie Oh shit! I need to find that.
2: I'm just saying. to like, get to
1: work on could that. Could you
2: imagine, especially in the middle of a pandemic, if minimum wage employees decided to stay home, everybody at one day.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, if they don't listen to politicians and other people who really don't give a fuck. Yeah. They could do something that actually improves their, their lot in life. Yeah. You know, but fuck getting people to try to organize for goddamn anything. You know, that's the biggest problem. Yeah. You know? It's like let's I just read that Amazon is asking
1: donations for their employees sick leave Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that about a bit.
0: Like the fucking richest guy in the world. Yeah. He needs donations from us for his employees. Seriously? No. How about you just pay your fucking people? Why do we have to pay your people?
2: I told Steve, I told Steve right now we need to pay attention to how companies are treating their employees so that we can make a list of who we will offer our patronage to and who we won't Uh huh. when this is all like, I'm sorry, there were times I slipped up and I would still go to Hobby Lobby because of the whole, you know, LGBT thing. Yeah. But now I will never set foot in another Hobby Lobby again. That,
0: that, how, how strictly (sighs) disgusting and doesn't it figure it's a Christian?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, great Christian values, firing all your employees in the middle of a pandemic when they need the money the most. Yeah. Because they're so financially unsure what's happening.
1: One of the first places that I want to go when this whole pandemic thing is done is Texas Roadhouse.
0: Texas Roadhouse.
1: Yeah, apparently the CEO who makes like one point something million dollars a year has given up his uh, paycheck and his bonus for the rest for the entire year and will be spreading that money uh, evenly over all of the the uh, employees who work at the store. Huh. Nice. And so like, so, so you're, yeah, so you're like some like 19 year old girl and you're a server at a Texas roadhouse and suddenly you get load for lord knows how much and so the ceo just went like i've got money i'm gonna give my money to my employees and it's like shit i wasn't expecting this but good for you texas roadhouse yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i like, could yeah good on you yeah
0: some huh. some companies are doing much better than others and and i don't That's like hard- ever giving a Giving a job I'm working credit for shit. I I just don't like doing that. But my company mobilized fucking quick and got us all the hell out of there. Yeah. The communication yeah. was shit, and that was kind of driving me nuts that they weren't really saying what was going on, but you knew fucking something was going on, and it was just driving me yeah. batshit. Cause I knew, cause, cause you know, cause it would just be like casual, like, um, do you think a six foot network cable would be enough? Uh, yeah. And then they would leave. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've they never said that they're, that they're sending us, that they're setting us up to work at home. They would just come up and ask these really fucking weird arcane questions where it's like, I, I think they're going to get us all working at home. But like they yep. never they never actually I don't think they ever actually said it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just suddenly Barnes- put this computer in your car.
1: <laughs> uh, Barnes and Nobles are still open, but they're not letting people in. They're doing a curbside pickup. Yeah. So so like you just put in your um your um your your order on the website and then you give them a call when you arrive and they'll they'll come and deliver it to your door and it, and and thank god because you know in in a pandemic what you really need is uh funko pops and copies of twilight yeah so so thank god barnes and noble's still open
0: yeah and right. and if you wind up getting like a box set you you're basically supersizing it, aren't you?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, so you 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 so, you go for one particular Stephen King book, and they sell you all of the Stephen King books. You yeah. you you've supersized you supersized your order.
1: Yeah. Fucking so. It's so, it's just so astounding to me how, how quickly America can just stop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: It's fascinating.
0: Well, basically the world though, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like they're basically doing the same fucking thing everywhere
1: yeah oh poor it's natasha a, it's just that more
0: of us are going to die yeah cuz we have and, a baboon just, for president
1: yeah and and literally everything has stopped poor natasha it, they were so close to finishing supernatural oh uh,
2: like how many episodes were left
1: they were in the middle of filming the last two simultaneously i know but how many how many have how many episodes were there until the, oh, the there end. were no more? Uh, like I how believe many...
2: fifteen was what aired last week, and so we
1: yeah they had five episodes left. Oh And man. now pff, nothing.
2: Yeah, they have. Uh, they have two more episodes that are filmed or three, but the they, special effects they, aren't yeah, done because the FX people can't do their job. They can't even complete them to air them.
1: Yeah.
0: Why can't can't the effects people do their job? If anything's a fucking work-at-home situation.
2: I have no idea. It's fucking
0: what I do all the goddamn time.
2: Ask Emerald. Uh, (laughs) She's the one that works in
1: film. I don't know. Bunny will finish the episode. Get Misha Collins on the phone right now.
0: Yeah, I got this. Misha, I got it. I got it covered. I got you back, boy. Okay?
2: Yeah. No problem. He's not.
1: Yeah, we got this. He's not leaving. He has Nisha a Collins? dog
2: now, and it's gonna, he's going to kill me. Between his yep. kids and his dog, I'm going to die.
1: His kids are cute. I've seen his kids. Well, they
2: didn't have a cat because his son's allergic, right? They yeah. wanted a cat. They wanted a cat. So they bought like this little like, electronic like, cat thing because West has allergies, mm-hmm. which only made their neighbor cat pretty much a them because the neighbor cat fell in love with it like there's he's posted several photos of this cat that comes just into their house and lays down with this big cat really yeah mm. and so they end up getting a dog and the dog uh he just posted a picture this morning uh, she's chewing up books ah. she's adorable oh i love it and they, to, they he said that the cat and the dog practice bad social distancing like the dog and the cat are walking down the hallway together
1: yeah <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm a die. Yeah. Nice. The, the coronavirus. Yeah. But his kid
2: also <laughs> His kid went from one night talking about how uh she turned the light on in her bedroom because she was scared. But he can turn it off now because whenever he's in the room, he is the light. To so the next night talking about wanting the chainsaw so she could cut her mom and dad up to pieces and get a big dog. Nice. Yeah.
1: Nice. Hey, Mason's
2: gonna take over the world.
1: Yeah.
0: i don't know what else
1: i have yeah i don't have anything else i'm trying to remember to eat yeah and drink water having kids is a really good uh distraction having a family is a distraction because it's you know like oh, I'm going to focus on making sure that Maxwell is fed and Eleanor is fed and they have things to do. And and Maxwell, we need to work on your homework and you need to finish reading your book. And then we're going to do math. And then like, like, yes, I'm busy. Look at how busy I am. I have so much to do taking care of these kids and taking care of this family. And and you, you focus on them that it distracts. It's a good way to distract you from yourself. Yeah. And so I'm trying to remember that, like, oh, yes, Matt, Matt, Maxwell, we're going to do math and Eleanor, hey, hey, I got this, these coloring books for you. And then it's like, shit, it's three o'clock. I haven't eaten. I haven't drank any water, you know, like. So I, I'm trying to not to, like, take care of my kids and take care of my family, but not let that distract me from my own self-care. Good. You know, Good. I should eat. I should sit down. I should take some time yeah so that's what i'm working on right now
0: good this is a good thing
1: yeah but but i don't have anything else yeah that's about
0: it i mean i mean like i can't even it's a general malaise you know like i can't even the world is horrible and it's only getting worse not just for the coronavirus, but a lot of other fucking reasons, too. And I, I I can't even work up the anger that it deserves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we, we have a sexual assault story that the mainstream media will not report on. You yeah. know? Because... Their boy may lose then, you know, please. What would happen if there was even a rumor that Bernie Sanders backed a woman against the wall and finger banged her? Yeah. It would be on billboards there would be not a place that you could turn where you would escape that news. You know? Yeah. But it's Joe Biden. So only the smaller, the smaller outlets are covering it at all. <sighs> so anyway, everybody stay safe, yeah. wash your hands, um, keep away from people. they Okay, look, okay. Even (laughs) if there wasn't a pandemic, keep away from people anyway, because they're really fucking not worth it. Yeah. You know, we'll, 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 one day the pandemic will be over. We will go outside. We will look at our neighbors and we will remember they still suck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nothing has changed. You're still horrible. <sighs> yeah. So so consider that until next week. At yes. the end of this coronavirus rainbow there's a big cow flop. <laughs> okay. That is it. <sighs> and, and cut on that. Cut on that.
1: All right. <clears throat> Get ready for this. Buckle up your balls. <laughs> Bunny! Yes. If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, the Pope on film still kicking even during the apocalypse.
0: That's right. But only
1: real fans, true hardcore fans of this show, would know two Obvious facts, two undeniable facts about the both of us, your hosts, America's most beloved, will they or won't they couple, Bunny and Steve. (laughs) First and foremost, the one absolutely true fact about you, Bunny, is that you are a part-time Dr. Phil impersonator. And tell me, Bunny, what is so sensual about Dr. Phil for you?
0: The most sensual thing about Dr. Phil to me uh, stems from my childhood. Uh, I don't know. You probably remember there used to be a a toy that you can get from like any junk shop and it would be a cartoony kind of face. And then a lot of magnet, a lot of iron flakes. And then yep. you would have kind of a pen magnet.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And you would pick up the magnetic flakes and you would drop it on the cartoon face and things like that. And give them mustaches. Give them mustaches. Heavy yeah. 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 Dr. Phil looks like one of those creations.
1: You are very right. You know, you are so. You're very right, sir.
0: So it brings up. a a lot of these childhood feelings that wind up getting associated with Dr. Phil and, and I just got to spank it, you know?
1: Yeah. I can't help. I make so much. I'm compelled. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you for walking us all through that, buddy. (laughs) And the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it. But I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do is I like to find a story in the history books, maybe one that people don't know too much or don't remember, and reword it via my own unique storytelling style. So that's what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations! I so
0: the podcast Poor became Shaft, a chase. I like
1: to call it repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anybody wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name Shap, it's quick and to the point, and as my grandfather used to say. Spanish, 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 some fucking thing, I don't know. What do I look like, <laughs> Julio Iglesias? <laughs> and so, this week, on the old Chappity Chap Chap, we will be looking into the true story about how one late-night talk show host started a nationwide shortage Uh the, which I think is a very apropos topic for us to discuss right now, what with America being a nation of horrible assholes. So anyway, funny. We yes. will be taking a friendly trip to the 1970s.
0: Okay. Yes,
1: the 70s. So grow some sideburns, put on an old denim outfit, and fill the house with the gentle aroma of the Jimmy Dean sausages you're cooking on the oven as well as the Schlitz beers you're vomiting on the floor. (laughs) Whip out your eight-track tapes, your bell-bottom jeans, and your racial tensions, because it's 1973, and everyone is enjoying three things. American graffiti, the music of ABBA, and of course, 1973's hottest trend, Taking your pet rock with you to wait in line for six hours for a half a tank of gas. Yeah.
0: Well, see, that's kind of the problem, okay? Whenever I get nostalgic for the 70s, I get nostalgic for the 50s.
1: Yeah, yeah, because the 50s were really popular in the 70s. That's how we got yeah.
0: grease. Yeah, we had the nostalgia craze in the 70s for the yeah. 50s. So. Yeah.
1: Fucking yeah. Sha-na-na was at Woodstock. Weird as fucking casting.
0: How, yeah, how, I still world. don't get how that happened.
1: Yeah. Fucking weird. So, yes, the 70s were a different time. Lines for essential things, people panic buying, the stock market in shambles. So unrelatable. Yes. How oh, will modern day people relate to the 1970s? So, it's 1973. There's an energy shortage. The stock market crumbles. There's a gas shortage, because now gas is now super expensive. And then in the midst of all of this, random, suddenly, randomly, boom, for all the things to happen, onions, Bunny. Suddenly onions are in short supply. So people are already hoarding gas and, and electricity and onions. Pretty much the entire nation is just ca- uh, cautiously looking around going like, oh, what's next? You know? Yeah. There's a shortage of energy. There's a shortage of gas. There's a shortage of onions. Like, like what's next? It, 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 what's the next shoe that's going to drop? It's got to be something. Well, we better the Bee Gees. Up. Well, let's pause this story now and instead talk Uh, At length, if needed. About just how popular Johnny freaking Carson was. Yes. Okay. He was the host of the Tonight Show back when it meant something. Back when it actually meant something. Sorry, Jimmy Fallon, but Carson was a man and you're a frat boy at best.
0: And Johnny could say anything, and nobody would ever get mad of him. Mad at him. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Nixon never blasted back against Johnny Carson.
1: Oh hell no. That
0: wasn't a thing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Carson was the host of the Tonight Show from 1962 to 1992. Jesus fucking Christ. That's a yeah. huge run. And the, uh, the nationwide consensus was, okay, it's late, you have work in the morning, so you're going to go to bed, you're going to get in your pajamas, you're going to brush your teeth, you're going to wash, wash your face, you're going to lay in bed, and before you go to sleep, you'll watch Johnny's monologue. Uh-huh. That's just what you did. You don't go to sleep until you've seen Johnny's monologue, until he's hit the, the invisible golf ball. Yes. You know? And everyone did that for decades. Johnny Carson had all of America's attention for a very, very long time. Johnny Carson was so damn popular, so beloved, so influential that the man single-handedly caused a nationwide toilet paper shortage. Did Again, he? So unrelatable. Our... Yeah, that's what we're talking about. So this is how it happened. In November of 1973, a rumor was reported in the papers that in Japan, there was a possible tissue shortage. Yeah, okay. So that wasn't much of a big deal. That wasn't much of a big deal. Maybe you read that a little bit. You go, oh, in Japan, they're running out of, okay. Not much of a big deal. No one really cared much. But it was out there. Oh, Japan, possible tissue shortage. Enter the story Republican Congressman from Wisconsin <laughs> Mr. Harold V. Frolich. Frolich. Frolic. Fro- Frolic. This Frolich was getting complaints about a shortage of pulp paper by his constituents. He's in the middle of freaking Wisconsin and he's like, oh yeah, we've been having some problems. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of Not a lot of pulp paper there for us to uh, to get our hands on. And so Harold Frolich is like, don't worry, my constituents, I will fight for you. So he starts releasing press statements about a possible paper shortage. Uh, Oh, will we be, might we be living in a future without paper? Is there a possible paper shortage? How come no one else but me is talking about this? Yada, yada, yada. He's this fiery Wisconsin rabble-rousing, aggrandizing, blustery motherfucker, and he's he he has his uh, a few random constituents complain about pulp, a lack of pulp paper, and suddenly he's on all of the news, and he says, "quote Within a few months, I hope we don't all have to ration toilet paper." Uh oh. So now the media starts reporting on the just this one guy's blustery fear mongering. He doesn't even have any facts about a possible toilet paper shortage. He just has a few people, a a few constituents complain, and decides to make a a, 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 make a snit over it. And he's make a stink
0: over toilet paper.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so so now the media starts reporting on his blustery fear-mongering, but the media does the media's thing. You, you turn on the TV. Is America going to be running out of toilet paper soon? We go n- now live to the CEO of Charmin and shit like that. And you have the news reporting from inside a toilet paper warehouse. And, yeah. And, and, and people, Americans, the general public, they start to get worried about toilet paper. They were worried, but it wasn't a frenzy yet. Okay. Okay, it was just the media saying, Will we run out of toilet paper? Are well, the rumors true? Is Harold Frolich right? Will we be rationing toilet paper soon? So, so people are worried, but it's not a frenzy yet. It was close, though. It was like there are highly flammable gas cans in a fireworks factory in Mesa, Arizona, and it's 118 degrees outside. But that's it! Yeah, nothing bad is happening. Something bad could happen, but 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 uh everything's fine. So it was Johnny Carson who walked past the fireworks factory and threw the match <laughs> because uh uh he was so popular. <clears> oh, <throat> But it's not his fault. It's not Johnny's fault. Dude was just looking for funny monologue material. So we saw on the news, he saw the news reports on Harold Frolich and the possible toilet paper shortage. And he did a ton of jokes about it on The Tonight Show. Did you hear this? Did you? So, uh, uh, did anybody see the news? Did you see this? Did you see this? Let me, let me tell you what's, what's happening right now with some weird wild stuff. But here's the misstep in going from Frolich complaining to the media over exaggerating. And then finally to Johnny's lips, he goes out. Here's the difference. Johnny comes out and says in his monologue, quote, did you hear this? I saw it on the news. There's a toilet paper shortage. (laughs) Absolute fucking (coughs) madness bunny yes people all, all of these people who watch johnny every night suddenly they go holy shit there's a toilet paper shortage well there must be johnny carson just said there was hot damn let's head over to the Y and buy 50 packages of toilet paper yeah so there wasn't a toilet paper shortage though there was not a toilet paper shortage but Johnny Carson said there was, which caused a ton of people who watched The Tonight Show to go out and panic by all of the toilet paper, thus creating an actual toilet paper shortage. Yeah. November yeah, and but you know, of 19. 19- but
0: still, the difference between then and now is I don't know of anybody who said anything.
1: Nobody said anything, yeah, no, this time All of a sudden, for no fucking
0: reason, everybody yeah. just started buying toilet paper. yeah, and I still don't get it,
1: yeah, apparently, November and December of nineteen seventy three and January and February of nineteen seventy four was a bad time for shitting. <laughs> it was a crappy it was a crappy time for actual crapping. <laughs> Eventually, it got so bad that Johnny Carson had to apologize on the air. And so in January of 1974, uh, he came out at his desk and looked at the camera and apologized and assured viewers that, no, there is no toilet paper shortage. And so Johnny Carson stopped the toilet paper shortage that he created. And professors wrote pages upon pages about the media's role in the blah, 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 blah. So when COVID-19 caused people to panic by toilet paper, I thought, wow, that's some weird, wild stuff. <laughs> I thought, eh, uh, wow, this is a weird, retro I uh,
0: do not remember the toilet paper shortage. Yeah. I, I, I remember the coffee shortage. The Coffee
1: shortage,
0: yeah. Shortage. I, oh, definitely the gas shortage. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. But
1: yeah, for a small period in time, Johnny Carson caused a toilet paper shortage. Isn't that amazing? And I know I say this all the time during chaps, but I can't believe more people don't know about the Johnny Carson toilet paper shortage. It would seem that right now, especially, more people would be talking about the Johnny Carson toilet paper shortage. But
0: well, Johnny I am, Carson,
1: Johnny Carson was the goddamn man. I that's, I, that's
0: I am now bad. wondering if if maybe Men in Black have come by and erased all of our memories because I do not recall this at all.
1: See, maybe not even uh, a little. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a Berenstain Bears thing.
0: Yeah. You know? Maybe that did not. uh,
1: Maybe this is butterfly effect. Mandela, right here. This is Mandela
0: Uh, effect. Maybe that did not happen in my universe. Yeah. My universe of origin.
1: Yeah. So that's it for Steve Stubbs this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about a rocky. Movie franchise stars' mysterious death.
0: Okay.
1: Um. I, I I just learned I just learned this story about a person who starred or co-starred in one of the Rocky movies and his um, mysterious illness. It's an amazing story that we're really? breaking down week yeah it's one it's it's my least favorite rocky movie but still we're gonna be diving into rocky five okay next week and it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun let me just say it's gonna be fun so that's next week join us next week for more educationally uneducational fun with steve's historic approximations and cut on that funny
0: yes
1: uh we have a movie to get to. I just want to take this time right now to say that i I attack you a little bit,
0: <laughs> okay,
1: just a little bit though, I know that you are a sensitive fellow, so I said, you know what? i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, uh, I'm not gonna attack him too hard. I'm gonna go easy on you,
0: okay.
1: so. I will attack you just a small, tiny, tiny little bit, but not a lot. Okay.
0: You made me watch words. this. You made me watch this movie, so I can't guarantee to be quite as kind.
1: <laughs> okay. okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But I just want to let you know, I attack you just the teeny, teeny, tiniest little bit. Okay. But beyond that, yeah, we have a movie to get to. But before we get to that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break?
0: We should take a
1: break. I concur. We will be right back with more of the Pope on Phil after this. Do 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 and break.
0: This puppet is twisted.
1: What if if she just picked up one without looking at the name, and the name was like, (laughs) Foggy London? During Backstage
0: Party, Walt Disney shared with you a few selected scenes from his first big musical motion picture, Babes in Toyland. Every sparkling moment, an exciting new entertainment treat. Starring Ray Bolger, Tommy Sands, and Annette, and Ed Wynn. Don't miss *Babes in Toyland* coming at Christmas time to a theater near you. Produced in association with the NBC Television Network.
1: And we're back with more of the Pope on film. Act three, money. Act three. Yes, act three, it sounds great to say that again. Funny, my friend, it is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast uh, to mosey on down to the third and final act of the Pope on Film podcast, and it is said third act, wherein we finally inevitably, eventually get around to discussing our low-fat, high in fiber, and now lemon-scented movie of the week. And so this week, We will be discussing the Wes Anderson film that everyone knows is beloved by handsome gentlemen and hated by both dirty, lying bastard people and registered sex offenders. Yes, it's the (laughs) 2007 dramedy, The Darjeeling Limited. And, Bunny, let's just get right into it. Now, everybody knows that people who love this movie are highly successful, good-looking individuals with brave hearts and thick, strong penises. Well all the people who hate this movie are ugly rat-faced troll people with weak cheekbones and small penises akin to a Ken doll. Bunny, why do you think this is a 100% absolute fact?
0: Uh because I have a penis smaller than a Ken doll and I I really hated this fucking movie. It it
1: that I am no. I am
0: taking I hate this movie so fucking much that I will com- take complete ownership over everything you've just said.
1: <laughs> why, do you, why do you hate this movie so much?
0: Oh, it, no, it's not really hate, but God damn it was boring and none of these people were interesting.
1: Yeah, none of them are good people. Uh, I'll give you that. They're not even
0: interesting people. They're just people. Yeah. Yeah, and and it was such a disappointment with a cast like this.
1: Yeah, it's an impressive, it's a an, it's an impressive looking cast. Bill Murray's just,
0: you know, a if,
1: cameo, but still.
0: If this was an independent movie, okay, made for like a hundred grand, with absolutely nobody in it. And they were actually taking a train ride to to Teneck instead.
1: Ah, maybe yeah, like Teneck Tonsy.
0: Maybe you yeah. know what I mean. You yeah. know, if they were taking the path train from New York to, you know if they were taking the Amtrak up from Florida,
1: maybe. Yeah, the Amtrak up to Florida. I miss trains. I miss outside. <laughs>
0: you know then then maybe i could say well you know you, you you did something kind of interesting with it but like no you didn't but you tried damn it you you tried you made an independent movie this is no independent movie
1: yeah no the, this this has backing i believe
0: and i don't well, think i've look, ever seen funny. a movie with india where India looked good.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so, Bunny. Yes. Look, this movie was really the first time I was with Natasha and when we had kids and when we were together. Uh, it, When it came out, I was still in Sacramento, but this movie was the first time that I was with Natasha and we had kids and we had a family and I said, you know what? I am going to go out. I am going to treat myself. And I've never done this before while we've been together, but I am going to see a movie on my own. Okay. And then the, the and then the earth shook. And then dogs and cats became friends. Yeah. I I went to the movies by myself all the time in college, but when you have a family and kids and a and a, a, a wife and whatever, it's it's just different. So this was the first time that I really went to the movies alone. And so in a way you could draw a line from the Darjeeling limited to my A-list marathon, which was 178 movie showings at AMC theaters in roughly 65 weeks. And I think that that was a good run. Uh, I'm going to tell you the Wes Anderson secret.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Okay, this will be the the first time that anyone admits this in the history of the universe. Okay. 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 I think I love the Darjeeling Limited so much, not because it's just like the greatest movie, but because the movie personally means a lot to me. Also, when I got home from seeing the Darjeeling Limited, Natasha and I got into a huge fight that was so big that we almost broke up.
0: Wow, okay. Good times. Yeah,
1: it, it, it was 2007. It was a different time. And and uh, so there's a lot of emotions and a lot of my life that's personally attached to this movie for me. And so it's, it's become a low-key sort of comfort movie for me. In fact, a lot of Wes Anderson's movies are exactly that for me, like sort of comfort movies. That being said, here's the Wes Anderson secret. Okay. I know it's not great. Especially this one. The acting is bland and, and uh the script is eh and but I I I think that the movie looks beautiful. It's beautifully shot, it's gorgeous, but but like It's style over substance. And that's a good description of the entirety of Wes Anderson's over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the Darjeeling Limited is so pretty. Like, oh, Jesus, it looks so nice. But, like, I know it's not a great film. And that (laughs) is the Wes Anderson secret. I, I dare say... That I feel that everyone who loves Wes Anderson could admit that about Wes Anderson. Yeah. That like, oh, I I love his movies. It's like, oh, really? What about the plot? <laughs> what about what about the acting?
0: Now, what else has Wes Anderson done? Because
1: is- I I I think
0: I'm just not familiar with his work oh, you're <laughs> and not, probably won't wes be.
1: anderson i love wes anderson uh rushmore uh the royal bombs, moonrise kingdom which maxwell loved watching when he was when he was like three or four he would ask to watch moonrise kingdom over and over again which was weird yeah uh the Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I really like. Isle of Dogs, which I own and yet have never seen. Uh, his first movie, Bottle Rocket, features a robbery at a bookstore.
0: I, I saw Bottle Rocket. Okay, was not impressed with yeah. Bottle Rocket either.
1: Yeah, but but yeah, Wes Anderson is is style over substance. Like you know what you're getting into. You buy you buy a two liter of cherry coke. You're not going to be surprised when you, when someone says, you know, that's unhealthy. It's like, yeah, I know that. I knew it when I bought it. And that's Wes Anderson. That's the Wes Anderson secret. I dare say that everyone could agree with this. Like the scripts are never that, you know, they're never mind blowing. The scripts aren't knives out. But, but but still, I love I love his movies. They're quirky and beautiful, and apparently that's enough for me. <laughs> they're they're quirky and beautiful, and occasionally have Bill Murray, and apparently that's just enough for me. Oh,
0: and that was something else that was driving me fucking nuts, waiting for goddamn Bill Murray to come back.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's weird. It's weird because like. Like, why are you here? Yeah. You know? There is no... You don't need to be here. You can go. (laughs) Bunny.
0: His whole point was like, hey, there's Bill Murray.
1: His whole point was what?
0: Hey, there's Bill Murray.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bunny, before we continue, we need to pause for a word from our sponsor. Are you an indie filmmaker who wants to use a Beatles song but can't afford it? Well, you're in luck because in 1964, brothers Ray and Dave Davies started a British rock band with one goal, to provide Beatles-adjacent music for pretentious indie filmmakers who can't afford the Beatles. So, when you're making your indie film, pick The Kinks. (laughs) The Kinks. The one band you need for your indie film. Oh, I love this song. Is it The Beatles? No, but it might as well be. Thanks, The Kinks. (laughs) He used three in this movie. That's a big deal. Usually he only uses one or two. This. This movie he went three kinks
0: he went three kinks. this
1: movie is a this movie's a three kinker <laughs> <laughs> deal, that he went three kinks. It's like whoa, you went three kinks that's impressive
0: it's It's pretty bold. I would have to say it's pretty bold, yeah, but there's is it there like a particular scene or anything that you like, or like
1: and uh, why? I I I like I like I like how beautiful it is. I like the train setup. I, I I like looking at India. You know, this yeah. is a nation and a culture that I don't entirely know, so it's a fascinating look into mm-hmm. that world, and I really dig that. Uh, I also entirely relate to the scene where uh, they help the kids who are drowning, and they, they save, like, two, but one dies, and so they get invited to the funeral, and I have been the American in a foreign country for a funeral. Yeah. I have been that person who's in a foreign country for, like, four days for a funeral and does not know the language i have been that person and that that entire sequence is just like oh that that's that's heart-wrenching because i i know how all of them are feeling because i have been that like yeah. when i'm 8 and 12 and 14 i've been through that so many times in mexico and uh I don't know. I just, I I just, I just like it. I know it's not, I know it's not the best, but, but I don't know. I just like it. It's pretty and it's nice. And it's something, it's something that I'll occasionally just put on. Yeah. And, And I'm not really watching it. It's just on and it's so pretty. And I also like the fact that, that he uses some kink songs. Sure. And like uh, Rolling Stones playing with fire, which is a great song. I, I really like the soundtrack, but most of the soundtrack comes from other movies that have been made in India. Okay. I, 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 I really dig that. Like in this sequence, he uses this song from this 1964 popular Indian movie. And then here's this Sajayit Ray song which was from one of his movies from the 70s. And it's like, I don't know. It's a fascinating glimpse into a culture and a country and a nation that I don't really know. And I like it. I mean, I think the three brothers are horrible fucking actors. But then again, they don't have a lot to work with.
0: And And you got to admit, you got to admit, Adrian Brody's nose was only phoning it in. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I know the work that we and can get I out of that really nose, and this was well below par.
1: Yeah, and then I really like Angelica H- Angelica Houston, but then she's hardly in this fucking movie. And say, I I I, li- I really like the Life Aquatic a lot better. Yeah, this one I like, but I like it for personal reasons, you know. Yeah. This was like the first time where it's like, fuck it, I'm gonna go to the movies by myself. I, I can do that. This is something that I can do. And so a when when my when my wife first signed me up for the AMCA list, I was like, am I really gonna do this? Am I gonna see this many movies by myself? And I just thought to myself it's gonna be fine. Uh Darjeeling Limited. I got this. <laughs> and so the movie means a lot to me. Not because it's the best. Yeah. But still it means a lot to me. I I like this movie. Uh so so that's all I've got for this week. I was going to do like a deep dive into the film's history and how it was made, but I just don't want to. I'm locked in my house and it sucks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like do you have anything else for this movie? <clears throat> Not really, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, okay, that's fine. This is the this is this is the streamlined coronavirus edition. Of the Pope on film. And I'm alright with that. Uh, so yeah. I just don't want to do anymore. Besides. Instead. Instead. What I want to do is. A fairly new movie. For next week. A newish movie. One that came out in theaters in 2020. And one that I very much like. Bunny. Yes. This will be exciting. Because I don't think you've seen any of his movies. so So this might be a treat. Or you might hate it i don't know but uh next week it's already on the cough cough so next week we are doing the 2020 guy ritchie british crime comedy drama the gentleman
0: the gentleman i
1: okay. am all about the sexual tension between charlie who whatever the fuck his name is and uh, uh hugh grant's character in there really it, it's really good and, and then uh what's his name uh, the guy from serenity all right all right all right matthew mcconaughey is in this Yes, but he doesn't do a bad job i think he does a pretty good job it's, it, it, it's a good movie it's got a it's got an all right cast and and i think i'm in love with it okay but i'm interested to see your take on it so that's what we're doing next week next week we're doing the gentleman next week we're going to be uh, smoking some... Oh, what does he call it in the movie? He calls it some really ridiculously... Oh, next week we're going to be smoking some White Widow super cheese.
0: Okay.
1: And we're going to be discussing the 2020 film, The Gentleman. Yeah, they call they call weed White Widow super cheese like three times in this movie. <laughs> and it's like... And it's like, Jesus, maybe that's a British thing or maybe it's just supposed to sound fucking stupid, but I'm not buying White Widow super cheese.
0: Yeah, no, neither am I.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for next week. Next week, we are going to be talking about a Rocky Star's uh, Bizarre Death. We are going to be uh, speaking to you live from quarantine. And we're going to be discussing the fairly new British film the gentleman very excited about that. that's next week but this week uh I think it's been a good show you know I like the new format it's short and direct it's to the point and uh, I I gotta say I think this has been a, 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 a pretty good episode
0: I think it's a new format I think kinks have to be worked out but you know considering um, we're living in the stand yep for that i will give it a damn good
1: good 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 i'm I'm glad to hear it i felt the same way but i didn't want to intrude impose some other word that starts with in uh i didn't want to s- step on your toes because that's <laughs> your decision a- anywho i i concur i concur with your assessment sir is what I'm saying.
0: So until next week, I am Money Williams.
1: And I am Reverend Stephen on behalf of Natasha and Bella and everybody else. I just want to say thanks for listening and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Nice. Thank you, Maxwell. Do 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 do. Wait, I what? I have I have, a, I have a different. Thing. Oh, you have a different one. Okay, I I'll hold on. I'll give you the lead in again. Okay, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. And
2: you manos the
1: hands of faith. Nice. It just popped well, up into my head. Nice. very good. yeah. he said, and you manos the hands of faith.
0: Oh. And you, do,
1: do. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Did you hear this, guys? There's a toilet paper shortage. Everybody, freak the fuck out. I've been Johnny Carson. <laughs> <laughs> and cut, cut and print, and put it on a cook- cut and That's
2: print.
0: Correct.